Welcome to another Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me, la la la, let me explain, and in my case, it normally is me, to be honest, I have discovered that, I'm the fucking common denominator at the moment, but anyway, this is not about me, today's episode is all about icks and red flags, and as per usual, I'm doing my normal thing of looking at the icks for the first time so that you can get my initial reaction to these icks, which is something you seem to enjoy. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you all. Let's get into it. My ex was on all fours making the bed, and it was horrific. I mean, that is how I make the bed as well. I do get onto all fours. You know what? If your bed is positioned in a way that you can't get down the side of it, then you kind of have no alternative than to be on all fours, hooking the sheet round the corners of the mattress. This is a gendered thing because I imagine that most men who saw their women on all fours making the bed, I mean, that just sounds like a fucking red pill man's fantasy. She's also doing a domestic chore. What more could you want from a woman? But when it's the other way around, there's something about a man on all fours because it looks like he's there trying to be sexually attractive to people who like bumholes, wants to be pegged maybe. Maybe he's confusing how excited he'd be if he saw you doing this. Maybe he's thinking that the same applies the other way around and you're going to be like, oh my God, there's my man doing domestic chores with his bumhole raised towards the sun. Woohoo! But women, we tend to be like, oh no, get up, like stand on your own two feet. Don't be on all fours. It makes you too vulnerable. And I know there'll be people listening to this who are like, oh, you're just feeding into gender norms. Yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I need more therapy to undo the idea of a man being on all fours as being a horrific ick. Next, Ick says, he said he was dominant and then revealed that he wanted me to tie him up and slap his dick. Doesn't sound very dominant, does it? That sounds very submissive, being tied up and having your dick slapped. I've never met anyone who wanted their dick slapped. I would find that really difficult to do. Because what do you do? Like, does it, is it just sits there hard and then you slap it? And then what happens? Does it wobble around? Or do you have to like hold the tip so that it's stiff and then you give it a big whack? Oh, even the thought of it now, I couldn't do it hard enough. I'd, I'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> like, Whoa. So, yeah, I wouldn't be able to get involved in this situation, especially if I was expecting a dominant man. Like, he could have told you he's a switch and that he likes to be dominant, but also he likes to be a bit submissive sometimes. But if you're getting into a bedroom scenario with someone who's like, I am a dominant lover and you are expecting to be told what to do, and then he's like, hee hee, slap me up and tie me up, you'd be like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. So there is nothing wrong with him wanting to be slapped up, tied up, dick slapped and all of that. Nothing wrong with it at all. But I definitely get how it can arise if you were expecting one thing and got the complete fucking opposite. 
this one is very sad. It said I got the ick because he was so excited about seeing me for a second date. Fuck you, you bitch. Like, what? And that is the problem. I'm only joking when I say fuck you, you bitch, because I totally understand the ick. I would easily get the ick over something like that as well. But I would also consider myself a massive cunt if I did, you know, because imagine judging someone for being excited to see you excitement like this is what we want when we sit there and we list our lists of green flags and what we want in a man is like consistency someone who's interested someone who really sees me for who I am someone who's just as excited to see me as I am to see them but not if they express it if they express that excitement they can get fucked go back to your mum you silly prick you should have acted like you were totally disinterested in me and then I'd have been on it Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So that's enough of X for one day. We are now going to move on to, is this a red flag? So I've asked people to tell me things that are going on in their dating lives that, that they are confused about whether it is a red flag, whether it is a warning sign that they need to run from. So the first, is this a red flag, says... He doesn't ask me many questions. He says, have a good day or hope you're well, but he's never really interested in the answer, in the details or the specifics. Never asks questions. You know what? I, I, I think that's definitely a flag. Maybe not red. Maybe it's not like run. But to me, I think it is really telling if somebody isn't interested. I find that really difficult. You know, if you're having a conversation with someone, or they're messaging you, and then they say, like, hope you're well, rather than how are you. To me, hope you're well, or hope you had a good day, rather than how was your day, says to me that they're not particularly interested, and actually they kind of want that conversation to end. If someone says to me, hope you're well, I don't reply, yes, I am. Hope you're well too. That's just, there's no conversation there. I want them to say, how are you? Then I can tell you how I am, how my day was, and I want to know how yours was too. So that lack of interest in finding out more about the specifics and the details is certainly concerning to me. Why aren't they interested? Why don't they want to have conversations which enable the discussion to go further? Why don't they, when I'm in a conversation with somebody who I like, I want it to kind of be open-ended. It doesn't need, you know, we can message each other each day and it doesn't need to be, hope you're well, bye. You know, it can be, how are you? And then it can just kind of go on, you know? So I definitely think there is a flag in them just not being interested. Now, it may not be a red flag because it may not be, 
They just don't give a shit. It might be a pink flag that they just need some help with their communication skills. They're shit at communication. And I'm wondering if this is just over text because a lot of people are really shit over text, but much better in person. Over text, you can get away with just doing like, hope you will, but I'm seeing you in a couple of days and then we can have the whole big conversation. If them conversations also aren't happening when you're seeing each other face to face and they're really showing no interest in you, I'd, I'd... I'd run. I'd get out. Because what's the point? They have to be interested in getting to know you to be interested in having any type of relationship with you. So if they're not, it's not a good sign. The next is this a red flag. Shouldn't even be a question. And this is what makes me so sad about my page sometimes is the kind of questions that I get make me realise how bamboozled so many of us are about dating. So this, is it a red flag, says, he smashed up my phone for no reason. Yes, it's a red flag. Smashing up your phone, destroying your property, and particularly your phone, is very red flaggy. Destroying your property is is a, a, a terrible thing to do, particularly if it's something that really means something to you. Your phone, particularly, is a really important thing. It is your access to the world. It is your ability to contact other people. It is a form of safety and protection if you need to call 999 at any point. It has your memories on there. It has your life on there, your connections to everybody who you know. So to smash your phone up for no reason is really telling. It is a very, very controlling move you say it's for no reason what happened like what was the context to this not that that matters not that that matters smashing up your phone destroying your property acting in this crazy out of control way is a red flag and I can tell you that this kind of shit only escalates if he's smashing up your phone at this point for no reason he will be harming you emotionally and possibly even physically at some point in the future and it doesn't matter how much someone apologizes have you ever for no reason smashed up someone's stuff it is a complete power play and it is dangerous it is a bad sign it is not somebody that you should be giving your time to I'm sure that if you went and just smashed up your mate's phone for no reason they would think you'd lost your mind. And we have to view romantic partners doing that kind of thing in the same way. This is not normal. It is not acceptable. And you may well need some help and support to try to get out of this. But get out of this is something that I really, really think that you need to do. Contact Refuge on their National Domestic Violence Helpline if you need support to figure out how to get out of that relationship. Is this a red flag? Only seeing his kids every other weekend. You know what? It's a very interesting question. Me personally, as a mum, I think it is a red flag. Because if I could only see my son every two weeks, I I I how I just can't imagine the thought of it. I can't imagine the thought of not seeing him for two whole weeks, having a day with him, and then handing him back. Although at times it sounds like fucking bliss. You know what I mean? But that's because I have him all the time. That's because I have him the 13 days straight and only get one day, uh, one day every fortnight off. So, so that does sound like bliss to me, but out of the context of me being a single parent, oh my God, you could not keep me away from my kid for more than a few days. 
And I understand that people have lives and that because of work and people moving away and all of that kind of stuff, that things do get complicated uh, and that sometimes it is the best way for the kids and both parents that it is only an every other weekend thing. I totally get that. But for me, I would want to be dating a man who was motivated to see his children more than every other two weeks. And actually, if the reason that he can't see them more than that is because he's moved away or taken on a big job, my thoughts are like, but you knew you had kids when you did that. Like, you knew you were a dad when you moved away or when you took on that job. And so those things have become your priority above your children. I don't know, there's something in it for me where I believe that if you're only seeing your kids every two weeks, was it maybe not a red flag, but to me, that is not the commitment level to the who should be the most important people in your life. And if you're not committed to seeing them that much, what can you bring to a romantic relationship with me? You know? Surely I'm always going to be secondary to that. And if I'm not, if you're putting me and our relationship above your kids... I don't know if I can trust you or really very much like you or respect you, you know? Those people that have relationships with their kids that are quite sporadic but are, like, really devoted and committed to their woman. Icky. I don't like that one at all. So maybe not a red flag. I would say a pink flag, and then the rest is dependent on your views on it. So my views are a particular way on it, but that doesn't mean that I'm right, you know? The next is this a red flag says a guy who has no blue ticks or last seen on his WhatsApp. So this is someone who's turned off the ability for people to see when a message has been delivered or when he is last online. You know, this one is interesting because I got a message from a guy the other day. I don't have my blue ticks turned on. I've got my online switched off. And I got a message from a guy the other day saying to me that women with their ticks turned off are a red flag. And and it's interesting because I have always said that men with theirs turned off are a red flag too. And now I don't think they are anymore. I My life has been so much easier since turning off my last scene and my blue ticks. I love being able to see messages and not have to reply to them straight away. And maybe that is horrible fuck person behavior but it just is what it is I get so many messages even on my personal obviously I don't have my notifications turned on for Instagram my phone would just be like blowing up all the time if it if I did but even just in my personal life I get so many messages and I don't want to respond to them all the time and I don't want people knowing that I'm online and I will respond to you but I don't want to feel that pressure so so I personally don't think it is a red flag but I definitely used to and it used to make me think they're talking to loads of different people and that they didn't want to have to be forced into having a conversation with me when they had loads of other people that they wanted to be online talking to them and and not talk to me and maybe it is a red flag for that but now that I'm one of these people I realize it's not a red flag it's just about protecting your own space and being able to not have to respond to everything straight away and then be judged if somebody's seen that you've seen it and not replied you know so I don't think it's a red flag personally and another is this a red flag says he doesn't have a bin in his studio flat. That could be an ick as well, couldn't it? Because it doesn't have a bin. But presumably he doesn't just throw things on the floor, right? If he doesn't have a bin, but he's just dashing rubbish on the floor, then obviously that's a red flag. He's not well. 
if he's creating like a bin bag, although plastic bags cost a lot of money now, like 30p for a bag from fucking Tesco's, are you just putting everything in there and then throwing that at the end of the day? Maybe he's loaded. You'd have to be fucking loaded to treat your rubbish like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe he just hasn't gone out and bought one. I wouldn't say it's a red flag. I really think it depends where, where the rubbish is going. And maybe he's got ADHD or something. Maybe Because this is the kind of thing I do. I mean, I, I, my house is very clean. But I could have something on my list for six months. Every day I write out my tasks for things to do. And every single day since June, the same task has been on there. Every day I'll just write this same task and never fucking get it done. Maybe on his task list is get a bin and it just never fucking happens. I don't know. But it's not a red flag unless he's dashing rubbish all over the room. All right, so I'm going to leave you, as per usual, with a Friday night reminder. But you know what? I actually stole this one. I have said this kind of thing before, so I'm not totally stealing it. But I saw this really great post on Instagram from someone called Damien K. Ronfeld. And it says, the person who always views your Instagram story first doesn't have a crush on you. They have a debilitating addiction to their phone. And I wanted to use this one as our Friday night reminder for this week because oftentimes when people are dating or they're seeing someone or that person, particularly if it's kind of like situationship territory or not knowing what's going on with this person kind of territory and you're having to read meaning into little things because they're not actually telling you that they like you or that they're interested, a lot of us can get into that thing where we're like, he's always watching my WhatsApp story first or my Instagram story first he put a like on that you know like that means he really likes me when actually this is the fucking truth then watching your Instagram story means absolutely nothing probably other than the fact that they never get off Instagram they never get off it they're on it all the time that's why you always see them watching your stories it's not because they're sitting there thinking has she posted yet let me check very unlikely it's more likely that they are absolutely attached to their phone in an extremely unhealthy way do not get excited about people watching your stories in fact sometimes I watch the stories and really engage with the content of people who've given me the ick because actually it is just further clarification of why I never want to see them again. Sometimes I go to their stories first because I'm like, uh, ooh, this is uh, this is why I uh, keep reminding yourself. Because, you know, sometimes they'll still be in touch and they're still messaging you and you think, oh, maybe I'll give them a chance. You have to watch their stories to remind yourself of why you got the ick. So that could be another reason. But yeah, means nothing. Don't take it seriously. They may just be completely addicted to their phones. So there we are. Here we go for another week. I hope you have a fabulous, fabulously, I can barely even talk. It is certainly Friday. I hope you have a fabulously fuck person free weekend and that you're back here on Monday to join me for another deep dive into a hot topic. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production and I hope you've loved it. 